This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Hi. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. I, it's been a tough morning for me. Okay. I, I showed up excited to be here, <laughs> uh, ready to see you and ready to see our, our beautiful team of people. I walked into drama. I don't know exactly what happened in the 10 minutes you were here without me. Yeah. You know, there's a... There's just a lot going on, a lot being thrown at me, and we'll get into that. We'll also get into this week's Bachelorette. Okay. Um, but, you know, we're coming off of a long weekend, Ashley, and I just mm. want to hear, what is going on in your life right now? Well, there's a lot of work things. You know, this is my second podcast. I have mm-hmm. two each week. My other one is the I Don't Get It podcast with my sister and my best friend, and we talk about things that we don't get, but... You know, I have a. <laughs> is that so, a lot of things? I, apparently so. I, I'm on episode 22 now. And <laughs> we, we've come up with a lot of things we don't get. Um, but I have that. I have this hosting stuff at Clever TV and at Access Hollywood. But other than that, you know, lying around, enjoying my life. <laughs> Are you dating? <laughs> I just, okay, so am I dating? I know everybody, whenever they ask me, what are you doing? Like, are you are you dating? I'm like, honestly, I'm working so hard that. I have zero desire today on like the off night that I get to sit, like get, get Postmates and be in my pajamas. Like I just am not interested in that. But I am interested in getting married eventually. So apparently, I need to be concerned about this. So what's your strategy? Okay. So what's my strategy? Well, I'm on Hinge now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's yeah. that. It's pretty interesting. It's kind of fun because they're calling it the relationship app now. It's not like Tinder where you're swiping for hookups. There's a variety of photos like the other dating apps, but then there's also cute little like bio info. Yeah. So it'll be like, who do you want to have dinner with? Or who are like, tell me how your parents met. So those are the kind of, that's the kind of info on your profile that's a little bit different. So we've progressed as a society enough now (laughs) from where we have a hookup app. So if you're just in the mood for... A one night stand. Yeah. You go to what? Tinder. Tinder, I think. And then, if if anything else, you go to this hinge. Yeah. Is it worked? Uh, okay, so I just started using it about a week ago, and I've got a lot in my inbox. A lot of guys liking me, but I'll probably set up one date. You know, this week. What's your last date? Tell me about it. My last date was like three weeks ago, and I'm not even sure if it was a date. Wait. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay. It, this was actually something I was going to do on my I Don't Get It podcast because I truly didn't get whether it was a date or not. Um, he he was, like, flirting with me the night before. He's a mutual friend. He's actually a friend of yours. He was okay. under with The Bachelorette. Oh, he okay. So he's he's a fellow Bachelor alum. Yeah, and he was texting me a little bit. He just moved to L.A., and he was like, let's hang when I move. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Um, later in the week, if you want to do lunch or dinner, like, I'm good, like, Thursday or Friday night. Okay. And then Jared happened to be here. Jared week- Haben. Yeah. Happened- true love. <laughs> My complication for the past two years, yes. He happened to be here, staying with me, as he always does. We'll just throw that in there. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask any follow-up questions there. Just, yeah. I'll just keep spewing info. Um, so then he invited this said guy from your bachelor season to go to this concert with us. So we went to this event. He was really He was not like overtly flirty with me, but he kept complimenting me and saying how pretty I was and how stupid Jared is and like you know all the say all the stuff that Ooh. we usually get. So. Um, then he said to me that night, he goes, Hey, 
I still want to, to have like one-on-one alone time with you on Friday. I'm, this guy's got game. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So like, it's a real date, right? That's what I'm thinking in my head. And then I'm getting ready. I'm walking to the restaurant and I'm like, oh, I'm wearing heels and skinny jeans. Like this is a date outfit. This isn't a, like getting lunch with a friend outfit. And then I'm like walking up and I'm like, what if this is just a friend date? What if we're just hanging out? And then at the end of the night, we split the check. I have to say I grabbed the check. And I grabbed it quickly because I didn't want to like make it really awkward, I guess. And then we split the check, which means it wasn't a date. There was no conversation about who was going to take the check. We just split it. You split it. I don't even know what to say right now because I know who this is. And I'm a little bit confused. I need some outside sources. So can we take a caller? I need to ask this person if, if they believe this is a date or not. Uh, I got my buddy Chris Stramberg on the line, formerly known as Cupcake. Hey, Chris, are you there? I'm here. What's up, Ben? Hey, buddy. I'm sitting here with Ashley Iconetti, <laughs> and you're on the Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio. And we All are right. so excited <laughs> to have die. you, buddy. Um, Thanks for having me. I, you, know, you know how highly I think of you um, and how I, I, I've told you many times, if I had a sister, which I don't, I would allow you to date her or want you to date her. Um, oh, Ben. So oh, Ashley and I are sitting here today, and, and her last um, interaction with you was something that we're a little confused about. Okay. <laughs> Three weeks ago, you and Ashley went out to dinner, correct? Correct. Can, can, real quick, in about two sentences, how did you feel about that interaction? Um, yeah, I love Ashley. She's great. The more I get to know her, the more normal and cool she seems to me. So we had a great conversation. Okay, Chris, was this a date or was it not? Was it a date? Yes. Oh, uh, man, you're putting me in a bad position here. I mean, I don't think it was a date. Okay. No, it wasn't a date. It was a friend date. It was a friend date, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a friend date. Exactly. Uh, you know what? The funny part is uh, Ashley knew that all along. <laughs> she never once Ashley, was confused about that. You made Ashley, me confused about it. <laughs> was, was Ben was Ben making you stressed out about this, Ashley? Yep. Who needs dating apps when you have the almost famous podcast <laughs> to set you up? Chris, I love you, buddy. Thanks for calling in. I, thanks for clarifying. This is big for us. Yep, you bet. Well, uh, Ashley, I have to apologize for something now. now. I you feel get... very awkward. That was one of the most awkward moments I've had since The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. I'm beat red right now. Well, hey, you know what? At least now you know, right? No, no this is one no... wants to date me. <laughs> like, no one likes me. <laughs> I, th- I think this is going to be a really good topic for our podcast going here is, is Ashley's dating life. And I'm, I think every week we're going to try to find just that special guy to send you on a date with. No, I can't but, go on a date a week. That's exhausting. What are you going to do, Ashley? So moving on from here, okay, we just talked to Chris Strandberg. And, and Chris Strandberg was, was formerly known as Cupcake on, on my season of The Bachelorette with Caitlin. I guess not my season of The Bachelorette. It's Caitlin's season of The Bachelorette that I was a part of. Um Cupcake is a dentist for a living, so he has he has beautiful teeth. Always has, always, hopefully will. Um, but he's also known for one of the most historic crying scenes in Bachelor and Bachelorette history. So that brings me to the topic today. I want to talk about is this week on the Bachelorette. There was a lot of criers. Um, I've been a crier on this show. Ashley, I, I I can't remember if you've ever cried or not on this show or not. <laughs> There's a better question. Was there a time where I wasn't crying on the show? That's a good question. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. From a female's perspective, is it not just okay, but is it attractive when a, when a man cries? 
Uh, it depends on the guy, and it depends on the instance. I like it when guys cry on The Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Like, I thought Nick's crying was actually super sweet and showed his, t- like, mushy, mushy insides that are really warm and wonderful, whereas on the outside, he's, like, this hard shell, and he, like, puts all these walls up. So I liked how it's telling of a person's soul. But, like, my sister has dated guys, and they cry, like, when they can't afford their rent, and that is disgusting. Really? hmm Like, just... Like, just the other night. A star- <laughs> like, a sorrow cry? Like, I'm, I need sympathy? Or, like, I'm scared that everything's falling out around me? The second. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, it, it, it's sad. It it's truly sad. is. But it's also, like, get yourself together, and, you know, let's, like get a job. Ashley from Kentucky, what do you think about this? Um, I can't do boy cry very often. Mm-hmm. Like my I had an ex-boyfriend who he kind of showed up on a spring break and like cried to me and I was just it's What was he crying about? This is spring break. Well, he was actually it's a funny story. He was actually in another part of Florida and like drove in the middle of the night to surprise me, but it didn't go well <laughs> and um this was when I was like 18 or 19 in Panama City, so uh, yeah. Should we but just skip you, over the details of what do you mean yeah, it didn't yeah, yeah. go? Okay, okay. Fine. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm good with that. I, I don't need to ask any more follow-up questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he just cried, and I didn't know what to do because I'm not very sentimental. I like happy cry a lot, yeah. but I'm not a big sad crier, so I don't know how to handle it. Like. I don't know if I should, like, pat them. I don't know. So I'm not a big... <laughs> Honestly, as a crier myself, I don't know how to handle other people crying either. But that's because I try to put myself in their shoes, and I'm, I'm there in their shoes often. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, I don't know if I really want to be touched because when people hug me, it makes me cry more. Really? Yeah. Well, see, to both my Ashleys right now, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a crier. And I love that. That's I, cute on you. See, that works for you. See, but, maybe I just haven't had the right cry because I feel like I could deal with a Ben cry, but not like see? maybe it was just one time. Me too. Well, the reason I cry is is really, I think, especially during this this experience with The Bachelor or just in life, when your emotions start welling up, it's, it's my only, uh, I guess, reasonable reaction, right? So it, when you get in an argument or you get frustrated with something or there's a, a sad event in your life, you can either react in a negative way by anger or or frustration. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, but my reaction is typically to cry, to, to kind of take that time and release whatever heaviness is that I'm feeling in my heart. Okay, so exactly. People are always like, oh my God, everything comes out in tears for you. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'd rather it come out in tears and like soft sensitivity than me like channel it into rage or anger. I never feel angry. I very, very, very rarely feel angry. I can feel annoyed sometimes. And frustrated, but never mm. angry. I get it. Huh, I get that. I never feel angry though. I just get quiet, and then, but I again, I happy cry like crazy. It's almost embarrassing to happy cry though. Wedding cry. Well, Ashley, I yeah. hope that this podcast <laughs> makes you happy cry from weeks on out. <laughs> Ashley, thank you for joining the Almost Famous podcast today. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So. Speaking of cries, I think a lot of people have asked this question over the last week to me after the first episode is, is why are you partnered with Ashley I and why is Ashley I partnered with you in this podcast? Yeah. And I think our our listeners deserve just a really short summary of how we came together. And it's not because we both cry a lot. 
yeah, because you don't cry a lot. Yeah. I think you've explained it well. You kind of, when we were coming up with the name of the podcast, you called it the calm and the crazy. Yeah. I have a little craziness to me, too. I think we all do. You channel it way better. Like, you, you're, <laughs> you're able to really, you know, keep it in check. I can keep, I have to, like, make it public. Yeah. I cannot hide any of any of my personality traits. So, Marianne from San Diego had this question directly asked to me today. Okay, Marianne, are you out there? Yes, I am. Okay, hey. so you're wondering exactly how Ashley and I, I Ashley, the I, <laughs> Ashley, I, and myself, no, um, I. started on this Ashley podcast together, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so your question just coming from like just interest, or do you feel like this isn't going to work? <laughs> no. Okay, so I, okay, I will be honest. Okay. I was a little when I heard the announcement. I thought, well, this is kind of an kind of an unexpected pairing because, well, I mean, I love you two individually, but I never thought you two would come together for like a podcast. So, I guess my question is, yeah, how did the two of you decide to come together, and did you guys have to like screen, or was mm-hmm. it just kind of like let's just try it out and see what happens? Yeah, definitely. Well, that's a great question, and I'll start, and Ashley can kind of um, fill in what, the, the parts that she knows. You know, Marianne, months ago, this came up in conversation, kind of my desire to do um, a podcast with a couple buddies of mine or or to just ca- kind of talk about life, to have that outlet. And as I was uh-huh. talking to some friends um, that I knew about this idea, they kind of threw it out there. Well, why don't you do one with iHeartRadio? Because iHeartRadio is obviously the best place to do a podcast through. Um, through that, I heart contacted Ashley and and I've known Ashley off and on, uh, through this whole bachelor experience, but we've never really gotten a chance to sit down and talk about, uh, life together. And I think we do come from two different perspectives, both unique, both interesting, hopefully, um, but two different perspectives. And so, yes, it is, uh, we will be the first to admit this is, um, an unusual pairing, one that is unexpected maybe. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) But one that we hope... Uh, will work. And so that's where we're giving this a shot. Ashley, you have anything to add? I do. I have a lot to add. I okay. think that people know me as like the crazy, overly emotional girl on The Bachelor, but that's like also a caricature of myself. And a lot of Bachelor family members know that I'm a lot more toned down or can be than mm-hmm. what you always see on TV from me. Ben, do you agree with that? I agree. No. I, and, and that's a, the, the best part about Ashley is she is, she's, she's complex, which I think is oh, awesome. Thanks. Um, thanks. And you have this this Ashley that gets you know falls in love so hard and and not and, often but hard. but not often <laughs> but hard and and she lays it all out in the line for it. But then when you get her out of that you know romantic part of her life, she is more reserved yeah. and and she's incredibly intelligent. Thanks, which is a side that I think uh, everybody will be able to see as this podcast progresses. Yeah, I think Ben and I have fundamentally the same values, a lot of the same personality traits, but. Um, sometimes just like the way we are in public, like acting on it is a little different. It's, I, I agree. And so, so as we move about here through the bachelor, Marianne, I want to f- first off, thank you for calling and thank you for asking this question. It really does help us because there has been a lot of questions asked to me on what exactly is going on here. Yeah, so yeah, no, of course. Ho- hopefully that uh, clarifies, uh, how this almost famous podcast got started. Yeah, definitely. And I just kind of want to reaffirm to you guys that yesterday I thought, it flowed really well. It was very entertaining. You. you guys have good chemistry and banter, and I wish you guys a lot of luck and success with this, but I'm definitely tuning in, and I can't wait for more. Oh, thanks, Marianne. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. You know, Marianne brings up a good point there. 
uh, she said a word there called chemistry, mm-hmm. right? Which we've all tried to feel uh, in life and we've all kind of touched on, right? We've just talked to Chris Strandberg earlier, the, the dentist, and I felt like there was chemistry there when you were talking to him. I don't know if that's true or not. Feel like I haven't recovered from the redness. Because I think it wasn't a date because you put into the universe all your like, is it a date? Is it a date? Like, it seems like he's open to it, but he just needs a little bit of a push. It sounded like he was very hesitant of it when. Because he doesn't know where you're coming from. Guys in general are insecure, right, Ben? I, I agree. Yeah. You know, we, we we mask this insecurity sometimes in different ways, but every guy is they're in that search for that special someone or they're kind of maybe lost just not knowing if that special someone exists, has insecurities that kind of wells up inside them. I bet Chris was sitting there, like he said, in front of this beautiful person who he didn't know very well, who he just moved to LA. So his whole life is changing. And he thought I don't know if she's ever going to like me or not. I don't know if I can compare to the guys in L.A. or not. And here you are grabbing the check, paying for it. That was an aggressive move. Not a bad move, but an aggressive move, Ashley. Fail. It was a giant fail. (laughs) Okay, see, let me tell you this. When I'm on a regular date, when I know it's an actual date, I will never. I don't even reach for the check. And actually, Ben, this is a question and an argument that I've had with Jared. On the first date, that's an actual setup date. I don't even reach for the check. But Jared said that looks awful and that I should just fake the reach and then let him take it. Let him take it and then offer. Mm-hmm. Hey, you should, are, I you should sure? offer? are you sure? Are you sure? I don't. Hey, I would love to I'm pay for this with school. you. I had such a good time tonight. Such a good time that I would love to split this with you because I know there's going to be so many more times down the road. That, that's what you should say. Wait, you want me to split? I will not split it. The split is literally a death sentence. Really? If you split, you're done. You've been on The Bachelor too long. You forget what it's been. Because if you you feel like they're not going to pay, just pay for the whole thing. It's it's been a long time since I've been on a date, so that that might make (laughs) sense. You used to split with girls? I can't remember. <laughs> Ashley, it's been a long time, like I said. Um, well, hey, there's there's a guy coming up today on this podcast that I would love to, that I know you would love to go on a date with. There's um, a guy, a secret guy? No, no, no. It's not a secret. We're going to be calling Luke Pell oh, from yeah, JoJo I'd go season. on a date with Luke. Hey, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go to paradise for you, but I can't. It's fine. Okay. So we're going to try to tame <laughs> Ashley down for a second. We're going to get her some some cold water. <laughs> Uh, she got very excited there. <laughs> Sorry, um, I think he's really dreaming. So later on the podcast, we're we're going to talk to Luke. Um, but before that, we got another caller from South Carolina named Marissa. Marissa, you out there? Hello. Hi. Hi, Marissa. This is Ben and Ashley on the Almost Famous podcast. Hi. Hello. Oh, wow. Marissa, uh, you, you have a question for Ashley, correct? I do. All right. Shoot. My question is, I am a virgin, and I want to understand how, like, you don't, like, pressure is, like, not a big thing for you, it seems like, and you're not, like, too into a rush to lose your virginity, but I wonder if the influence of friends and family, like, make you think twice about doing it quicker. Honestly, there's been, like, three guys in my life that I've liked enough to say that I would have if I had gotten to... A committed point with them, yeah, um, and and none of them wanted to get to a committed point with me. So that's where I am, and I totally understand. <laughs> and I know myself well enough that I would. Well, first off, I don't. I wouldn't even have to make the decision to be like, no, no, no. Like in the heat of the moment, I wouldn't be like, no, no, no. Like, don't do it. I just would never get to that point 
where with a guy that I wouldn't be okay with doing it. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But does like your friends ever go, oh, they tell you stories and then you're sitting there like, oh, wow, that's a very interesting story. And you're like, I wonder how that feels at the moment. And if I could do that story and be a part of that and tell that story to someone else and just like have that experience, does that ever cross your mind? Do you know what's really funny is that when I was in my early 20s, I used to be really awkward when the subject of sex would come up because a lot of my friends, you know, at school didn't really know all those details about me. And I didn't want them to know because I didn't want to be outcast like that. But now, ever since I've come out with it on The Bachelor and so many people know about it, I actually love to listen to other people's stories. And it's fine that I can't relate. I just think they're fun to listen to. Oh, yeah, I have friends who tell me their stories all the time, and I'm 21, so I understand where you're coming from, too, and I hope that when I'm your age, I'm still a virgin and waiting because I don't want to rush it because I haven't really had a committed relationship Mm -hmm. ever, and my friends are, they're the type of people that tell me some of these craziest stories, and I'm just sitting there like, how is that even possible? Like, right. How do you do any of this? I know that I'm a very emotional person and that when I like someone, I connect to them very deeply. And I know myself well enough that I'm not just going to do it with somebody that I'm not going to have something really serious with. You know, so you're, you don't want your first time to be a one-night stand? Oh, absolutely not. And I'd like it to not be somebody that I'm just with for a month or two. I'd hope we had a real relationship. I don't think I'll do it until I get a committed relationship. At least that's what I always say I'll do. You know, Marissa, you bring up a really good point and one that I've always uh, been very interested in talking about because I think uh, in our our culture today, sex is a very taboo topic, Mm -hmm. right? So people feel awkward or ashamed or insecure um, to talk about their frustrations, their confusions um, about sex. And so I think your question today not only – is really good for for Ashley and I to, to kind of think through, you know, the just the stresses that topic puts on a person. Yeah. But also yeah. asking Ashley personally, like, what are the stresses that that's put on you? And, 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 and I it's, have so many I could talk about. Exactly. Could do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> Be honest, I've gotten to this really weird point where now I'm 29, I'm in my upper 20s, and guys are freaked out by it. It's actually prevented guys from really dating me. Like, guys who would have dated me, now they don't really give me the time because they're like, oh, I don't want to be responsible for that. Or, like, I don't want to get involved with a girl who's going to get so clingy if this happens. And just last night, and when I first heard it, I wasn't annoyed. But then I started thinking about it, and I got really upset. Um... My friend, I go, why didn't you um why didn't you hook me up with your your other friend? Like why didn't you set me up with him? He's so cute and he's like, I'm not going to hook him up. I'm not going to hook my friend up with a virgin. Mm. How does that I mean, yeah. I, this is a very this is a very general question, but like how does that make you feel? Not not just the pressures uh, of of the sex part, but as as a human that that's horrible. Yeah. I would <laughs> just imagine. really sad. Like that sucks. Like that sucks that in our society because, like, you were moral and, like, made this choice for yourself that, like, I'm being punished by it, sort of. Yeah, I, I get that because the the one thing I know about you is is the person you are is a lot bigger than just that topic, right? Right, and I can't stand when guys make that topic so big. Mm-hmm. It's so big to them. Definitely. Well, 
Marissa, uh, once again, I want to thank you for calling in with that question. That couldn't have been easy. But like I said, I want this to be a podcast where those kind of questions are able to be asked because Ashley and I are here to talk. Yeah. So, Marissa, yeah. thanks for joining Which the I Almost Famous to your podcast. Other podcast, Ashley, and I love it. Oh, thank you so much. I love you. Hey, have a great day, Marissa. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. You guys too. Bye. What a great question. That was and, a good question. I could talk about it for a long time. I, I, I know. I can tell. And, and, and it's a question that, you know, honestly, before I even met you, Ashley, I watched you on TV, and it, and it was kind of what defined you, right? Yeah, you know, coming the off show, The Bachelor, yeah. that was who you were. That was the, 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 the stigma that they put to you, you know, Ashley the Virgin. And, and it, so it enters into a topic I want to talk about a little bit is coming off The Bachelor, Bachelor, or any show you do, any reality television show, mm-hmm. right? You're going to be known as something, right? Right. Your character is going to be defined. Yeah. Uh, what have those pressures been like for you? Well, that's been the biggest pressure. That's like the one thing that is that surrounds me forever. Like every guy I go on a date with can Google me and find out that I'm a virgin, even though like it's probably not time for him to know my sexual history. And it's definitely something that I have to admit I was really open with um, production about going into casting because I knew it would set me apart. I knew it. I I just knew if I was really open about that part of me that they were probably going to cast me. So I was like, okay, let's talk about it. But I didn't make didn't think that they were going to make it such a big deal on the show. Yeah. And some people think it's not true. And some people think it's not true. Yeah. That's why I stumbled there for a second because when I say that I mentioned it casting, I remember my first season where was my first season. People were telling me, um, "You just told them that so that you'd be famous, so that you'd stick around, or that you'd have a storyline." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you guys really think that this is what I want out? Like the people that I want my dad." to be hearing about my virginity. Mm-hmm. Of course, you'd rather be hearing about my virginity than all the guys I slept with, but still. Yeah, it's a pressure. Perfect timing, because we have a caller on the line who has was a part of The Bachelorette with, with JoJo, Luke Pell. Um, Luke is a guy I've just known a couple, met a couple times, uh, so I don't know Luke personally, but I know when we talk about... Um, kind of how your character gets questioned mm-hmm. by do, doing these shows or yeah. getting de- defined by something. I know that Luke is somebody that can speak to that. Luke, are you out Absolutely. there, buddy? What's going on? Hey, Hi. man. You got Ben and Ashley here. Um, thank you for joining us today, first off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've been talking for the last few minutes about how coming off The Bachelor, Bachelor, or really, really any reality television show, there's a ton of pressures. Sure. And people end up defining you by something they read, they find out, or something that the show portrays. And right. fairly or unfairly, or unfairly, you end up living. Um, people end up knowing you by whatever th- is being displayed. And and I know recently you've kind of had that happen, right? You've had some articles come out about you that haven't been necessarily positive. Um, but you don't really have a, now a platform to defend yourself. So I, w- I just want to hear, what has that been like for you coming off the show and, and having those things said about you? Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, the unique thing about being um, a you know, reality TV um, celebrity, kind of coming to the, the status of celebrity and being so well-known by the public and scrutinized by the public, that's very different specific to the Bachelor franchise versus saying, oh, I'm a professional baseball player or I'm even an actor in a fictional series or whatever is because everybody then feels like they have a personal, um, you know, obligation or, or interest in your love life. That's what you're known for your relationship status. And so then they feel like it, it, it's open. There's no, there's a gray area between 
judging what you do and how you date or how you're relationally on screen during your time on the show. And then when you come off of it, then people still follow you as a reality star or whatever on social media, and they get glimpses of your personal life or there's hearsay or articles about, uh, you know, from Internet bloggers and whatnot, and all that hearsay becomes the only fact that they have to judge from. And so then they just start creating these whole storylines that are just social media-driven and, you know, viral um, article-driven, and they, they have no grounds and there's no, like, thorough platform of facts about what that is, and that's just how you're known. So. That, yeah, it's very interesting, and I'm sure that um, Ben and Ashley have probably felt that that same um, phenomenon. So yeah, we we have, and and that's what Ashley was just talking about here is you know coming off the Bachelor, she was known as the Virgin, and she sure. as a result. Her, her life has been greatly affected by that, even though she's proud of that. Right, that's a mor- right. moral tr- choice she's made uh, as an adult, but she still now sees how that's affecting her life, even outside of, of the topic of sex, right? Just dating in general has been yeah. hindered um, by that definition. And, and you know, for, for me, I, I've, you know, I think in a weird way, I came in The Bachelor and I think the tagline was Perfect Ben, mm-hmm. right. which, is, sure. which is super nice and, and very kind. But all of us, all of us know that's not true. And so when you're defined, really bad singing voice. Because I have a bad singing voice. No, sorry, Lou. Yeah, I have many flaws. And when you're defined as perfect, right? There's only one way to move, and that's down. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to continue to fail people instead of people getting to know you fully and seeing your flaws and end up embracing your flaws, loving your flaws, and helping you work through those. They end up just getting disappointed in you, and that's. Where I guess the, the the heaviness and the burdens light on my life yeah. is all I could do was disappoint from the moment that that was the definition of me. Mm-hmm. Only the only option I had was to fail people over and over and over again because I'll be the first to tell you. And this is coming from no place of humility. It's coming from no place uh, of of insecurity. I'll be the first to tell you I am not perfect. Sure. Uh, and 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 that's what what my struggle has been with Luke coming out of that. And kind of moving more into your experience here uh, from The Bachelor and, and kind of what you're doing today, um, how is life? Um, it's great. You know, it's um, it's, it's, it's different. Uh, you know, I've got new pitfalls to look out for. Sometimes they're relational. Sometimes they're just kind of life rhythm because, um, you know, you kind of have to learn to say no to because there's so many opportunities on the table. And, you know, I've met so many people this year more so than probably the last, you know, five or six years combined of my life, just meeting people, new faces, new names to remember, new people asking you, hey, come do this, come do that. And you just learn, you know, you kind of say yes to a lot of these things. And then before you know it, you, you, you know, family starts falling down in terms of how much time I got spent with my, my parents this year. That started dropping or like how much I call my sister and see how she's doing. Things that I used to do like commonly that are in my personal life now I'm starting to kind of see conflict with what I'm doing professionally because I'm so busy and say yes all the time to travel and work and everything. So this is just a lot of things, you know, a lot of implications that come, um, you know, after you, you're, you're off the air and after the show's over, but uh, you know, you, you continue to rise in this, this sense of celebrity status and, you know, people want to know what you're doing and why you're doing it and, you know, all those things. So, yeah. Hey, Luke, I know that you took a picture with Danielle L. a couple weeks ago, and it got all Bachelor Nation buzzing that you guys were dating. But it was really just a picture, you know? And I take pictures with Jared all the time, and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's finally happening. How do you guys handle all the speculation that comes across with just Instagram pictures? I think 
uh, from my perspective, we can make excuses all we want, right? We and everybody tells us we signed up for this. We did. We we signed right. up for this show, hoping for the best, not knowing what we're really getting into. But th- the point that I always communicate is we're still normal people. I still sell software, like that is my full time job. I also now talk on a podcast, which I'm excited about. But but coming into the Bachelor or Bachelorette, I didn't have any prep prep for what happens afterwards. Um, and so social media becomes this monster that you have to manage. Um, you, you have to not only post the right things, say the right things, um, but you also have to post a certain amount of time so that people stay engaged. For me, for me personally, that, that was only, the only thing that was was a stressor. And it ended up being a stressor on my life. I think it ended up affecting relationships, not only with you know my fiance at the time, but my family, uh, my friends, because there was always this constant, I need to show what I'm doing now, and I can't be in the moment actually doing it. I have to make sure I document this the right way. We could do entire podcasts about social media and how it affects our lives. It's kind of like a beautiful disaster for us because it's so good for business and what we try to promote. Luke, you, your music, me, all the media stuff that I do, and now Ben's got a podcast, but also... You're right. I mean, I can't go somewhere fun without stressing first about getting the perfect picture. And then if it doesn't get a lot of likes, I'm not going to be I'm not going to tell you that I don't care. Like I do. It makes me stressed out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, is my time able to do all these cool things coming to an end? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that on that same token, it's kind of given me a glimpse into the world of just being in the entertainment business. And I feel like it's a glimpse of, you know, all these people that or actors that kind of they catch a break and then you know they they they're always trying to stay relevant like relevant is their whole like lifetime goal it seems like uh as a career they're, they're like in the tabloid or what's the next project or whatever and they're always trying to stay relevant it's like a hollywood thing and so you know for us being normal people coming off the street we get a dose of reality tv and that celebrity status and then all of a sudden you're relevant in a very quick um short period of time uh, kind of on on that entertainment world, you know, spectrum, and then all of a sudden, then that relevance starts fading just as fast as it happened, and then people, you know, emotionally they get caught up in that, and it becomes a very some people I think become addicted to it, and it becomes a very you know important part of their life, and and probably too much so. Actually, there's a study that came out this week that there's been a 70 percent increase in depression in young girls, like 20s and below. Because of social media and the images, the perf- the perfect images that are put across on those platforms, and yeah. it's just no, you can't compete with all the airbrush, and you can't compete with these mm. lifestyles that girls kind of pretend they're curated lifestyles and personalities that they put up there. Yeah, hundred percent. See that you know, just um, there's this change that's happening right now, transition where um, the highest percentage ever of twelve year old kids that are just going. Their adolescent, you know, development stages, emotionally and physically, are now all on iPhones and all. At such a fragile time of, of your life, and trying to figure out who you are, they're in this. They're learning to be the most, you know, narcissistically, uh, you know, developed people. But hey, Luke, I want to ask you real quick. You're just, just. We only have a couple minutes here. Sure. You're getting ready to get off social media. You're going to paradise. Tell us about <laughs> it. Are you excited? Are you nervous? What's going through your mind? Oh, I thought that was announced. Is that not announced? No. Tell us anything. Then I'm sorry. I apologize. I thought that was announced. So, what's going on there? Uh, no, I think that um, actually, for me, it's not something I'm actually interested in right now. And uh, so, um, you know, obviously, that's 
been on the table for you know a lot of folks that are always alumni for at least the last couple of seasons and and just for me after some discussions it just didn't feel like it was um you know right for me and so um so yeah i'm I'm not actually going to go in paradise this year all right well but i support that man i I do i support you fully in that decision i think yeah you got to do what's best for you i uh you know, I, I know if you did go, you're the hottest commodity out there. All these ladies are going to be say, so wait sad. A You'll be getting a call from me later. later. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but uh, good luck. I know. I know you're touring right now. You want you want to say something about that? Yeah. No, I'm just um, you know back to Nashville, like what I was doing before, and, and and things are great here. I love this community and love being able to be uh, in the music industry. It's something I left the corporate world and left the military. Um, to, to come and, and do this and kind of get back to what I was passionate about. And so that, that's what I'm doing, and, and I've never I've never looked back. I've never been happier. So it's uh, things are great. So you guys, you guys should come out to Nashville whenever you get a chance and come hang out and, and uh, visit. So. I love it, man. Well, hey, thank you. Good luck with everything. We appreciate you calling in to the Almost Famous podcast. And uh, good luck with the rest of the um I, I guess without paradise. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Yeah, this was luck, great. Yeah, have fun I'm getting your phone phone blown up by Ashley here for the next couple of days. Yeah, I'll take a couple of days of chill and, and then maybe you'll hear from me. I'm glad we got to talk. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again. I'm sure we'll uh we'll get to hang here in the next couple of months. All right, perfect. All right, Thanks, bye. Luke. All right, have a good day. See ya. So we haven't talked a lot with that's by the way, that was a great call. That was a great um, call. I love what he said about social media. Yeah, it, and that's a topic we, we're going to touch on, I'm sure, many times throughout this podcast because it is so relevant in our lives today. Um, but to kind of transition over, we haven't talked a lot about this week's Bachelor uh, episode, no. which was crazy, by the way. Um, not only throughout the week, we, there's been a ton of press about how Rachel has announced that she is engaged. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this episode this week, knowing that she's engaged to one of these guys, and I'm trying to figure out exactly which one it is. She's not just in love, but she's engaged. Right. Who do you think it is? Okay, and I only say this because Jimmy Kimmel seems to be the new reality Steve. He's okay, great. he gets it right every single year. He got it right for you, right? He he did get it right for me. He gets it right with for everyone. He he said Peter's the number one. Peter wins. That's what he says. Peter's the hottie. He's like okay, the Ashley. Hot let's one. be a little like, more I'm detailed. Sorry. You guys, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like in heat right now or something. Um, yes, he has got blue eyes, just like looks like he could be in GQ. Yeah. He actually had the one-on-one date this week. It was a Jets of Palm Springs. They kissed. It seemed really good. And um, Did you like what you see in Peter so far? <laughs> well, he does that thing that I was talking about last week when they kiss. You know, he puts his hand on her jaw. He's sweet and kind of secretive. He mm-hmm. has a, like, Scorpio vibe. I bet you he's a Scorpio because he's, like, warm yet very mysterious. You know why I like him? Romantic. Are you a Scorpio? No. You're no not. I don't really know. What? <laughs> Let's do Zodiac reading one oh, week. Oh, jeez. We'll do our charts. Um, you know why I like Peter? Why? It's because he wore a bow tie on night one. That that takes some cojones. I I know, but but that that takes some confidence. And when you can walk out of the limo in a bow tie on the biggest like entrance of your life, I I, have to give it to Nick Vial. No one wears a suit like that man. I agree with that. Yeah. Yes, he does. Okay, so so moving into the episode, there was a lot that goes on, but the one big thing and the hot topic right now is is still a boom. Ooh, I'm not gonna do it. Okay. I was gonna do it. No, I'm not gonna do it. So we have this guy, uh, and you know, and, and 
honestly, it's still hard to keep everybody together. I, I, I'm going to forget names. I, yeah, I just know these guys by faces and moments in the episode. I mean, I didn't know we had that. That's good stuff right there. That's good stuff, and I never want to hear it again. So, do yeah. you think you have an aneurysm? <laughs> um, so, we have what we just did there, guy. And, <laughs> and we have then Dean. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I think if he is doesn't end up with Rachel, he would probably be my top choice for The Bachelor so Isn't far. Isn't this crazy that we predict Bachelors during week two? What else are you going to do? <laughs> I think we all have, you know, pretty much predicted you by week two. Can I tell you a little story for a second? Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I came back from Paradise, totally heartbroken by Jared. And then um, I got home to like four episodes of The Bachelorette to catch up on. And my mom and I rewound you giving the sex talk about five times because what? I was upset. I was like, Jared, who? Oh, Ashley. <laughs> I was like, but then again, I was like, this guy is absolutely the bachelor. That was your moment. That, that was, was my your moment? bachelor moment. Oh, Ashley. Well, <laughs> I, I will say I got very lucky with that. Um, Allie from California. Allie, you out there? Hey, Allie. Yeah, hi, guys. Hi. Allie, you, you have a question, um, not about The Bachelor, not about The Bachelorette, Mm-mm. about I something do love different. Those. Yeah, so what's your question, Ash- Allie? So my question, with all the hype and in the news of the man romper that's all over social media. Yeah, wait, definitely. Uh, wait, what was this? The man romper. Oh, my yeah, God, so... that is impressive. <laughs> so for Ben, would you ever wear a man romper? And then for Ashley, a little bit different, if a guy that you're really into, attracted to, shows up on your second or third date wearing a man romper, would that be a total deal breaker? Allie, how do you know I'm not wearing one right now? I mean, you might be. (laughs) Uh, No, I would not wear a man romper. Those things not only look uncomfortable, but I can only imagine every time you, like, stand up or sit down or as a man, like, move in those things, something's happening that doesn't exactly fit our bodies. Oh, Absolutely. Gosh. Like, we get camel toe in them. Could you imagine the guys? Oh, my gosh. Sorry, Allie. I didn't mean to go. Th- yeah. It's just very awkward to have this, like, so I'm just going to compare it to ski season. So I wear a ski suit, right? It's a one-piece ski suit. And anytime I have to do anything outside of that suit, it is a massive task. Like, a massive task. It is, it is so annoying that I would almost choose to do whatever I've got to do just – standing up inside the ski suit because it <laughs> oh. takes forever it's uncomfortable it's hot right it's yeah. constricting well i'll tell you what you actually do in that scenario ben uh you pull it over to the side like when i go to the bathroom in a romper i just pull over my underwear <laughs> oh, and that bottom part oh, and I mean, i'm sorry i think i speak for 50 percent of women when i say that <laughs> Um, for you guys, I don't know. I guess it depends on your size down there. Yeah. Allie, thank you for the call. I I, I would not wear a romper. You're the best. We appreciate it. Um, and no, thank you for joining the Almost I Famous Podcast. I wouldn't want to date a guy who wears a romper. <laughs> oh, I understand. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Allie. Thank All right, everybody. This has been the second episode of the Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back next week. I was Ben. And uh, I were Ashley I. (laughs) We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.